Hi, my name is DJ Trischler, and this is Process Out Loud, the podcast. It's a space where I reflect on everything that I've learned from teaching and studying during the previous week. Most of the content will refer to my experiences in the Masters of Design program, the MDES, through the School of Design at the University of Cincinnati's College of Design, Architecture, Art, and Planning, otherwise known as DAP. While there's a lot to cover in one week, I try to keep the episodes brief at about 10 minutes each. I hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm recording on a Tuesday today because, well, I slept in yesterday, and so I wasn't able to record on Monday. And I slept in, I think, because last week was crazy. I um, probably, well, I worked a lot of hours, and I'm not saying that as a badge of honor because I do not think that that is something worth celebrating, Um, but it was midterm week, and that did require quite a bit of time to finish some papers that were due. I'm really happy, though, I wrote an article, which is on my blog, called, um, I think I called it, What is the White Habitus, or How's the White Habitus? And that follows up on some things I talked about last week, um, about brands being sort of like a receptionist, leaning feminine, or um, leaning towards representations of equity and um diversity when all along they're covering up a white habitus, which is essentially just a culture that is constructed and built through um, being surrounded by by white people. And, um, and there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but pretending to be something or extracting value from appearing to be feminine or appearing to be diverse or exotic or whatever it is, um, that you're pretending to be that that's a problem. Um, and so, yeah, I'd encourage you to take a look at that article if you, if you're interested. And, um, I, as always, I am open to feedback and and follow up discussion. If, if anything's prompted in you, um, the other thing I wrote last week was a proposal to do some ethnography work with a local cooperative. And I'm so excited about that because last week I talked to uh, the director of the cooperative, local cooperative, and um, just learning about how they run meetings and um, how they uh, think about cooperation and how they think about people. Like everybody has wisdom. I, I, I got the sense from from them and, and how they run um, the cooperative that everybody has something in them to share. And one thing that they do in their meetings is two two positives and a concern so that everybody, uh, all the workers get a chance to share and they have something to say. And it, it it's a type of socialization, I think, that I'd like to, to use in my classroom um, because more than teaching my students how to use Figma or InDesign or Adobe product, I want them to know how to use their voice and to know that they have something to say and it's worth saying and that they have wisdom even if they don't have a degree or know how to use Figma or InDesign. And um, so I've been trying to do that in my classroom this week and um, that's been really cool. Yesterday I did high lows of a previous assignment and then we together read um, the description of the next assignment and I I tried hopefully not just as like a performance or just as like a, a like passing as like being democratic, but I tried to really communicate that like if there's something wrong with this assignment that we can change together, let's change it. Um, so we kind of edited the document 
But I think that's going to take time just to reinforce that the students have power and um, that it's not just me kind of like pretending they have power. And I imagine that that takes some unsocializing and takes some time and trust building. But that's something that I'm, I'm excited to work toward. Um, the other thing is uh, I, I started to identify my, my thesis space that was also due yesterday. And um, I've talked about that here, but I'm a little like on the fence, not, not sure what it's going to be completely, but I keep saying that I wanted to be um, exploring design activism, design-led activism in my neighborhood with the purpose of sharing the results with the world. Um, and in doing that, I'm, I'm saying that I want to be hyper-local, but also connected beyond my neighborhood. And I'd love to, to build out some um, practices for others to be active in their neighborhood using design-led activism. And I don't mean that design, whatever you think design-led activism means, I just mean that I want to see movement in my neighborhood. I want to see activity. I want to see um, things being circulated across houses in the neighborhood, across age and race. Um, I think that there probably is some segregation that happens in my neighborhood, whether it's on an age dimension or race dimension, um, or even just like cultural dimensions. And um, I was telling some folks last night that I don't really care about the outcome of the project. I want us to form a shared identity in what we make or in making something together um, versus um, the material outcomes, if there is even a material outcome. I think designers are so focused on that like thing that can be awarded at the end, um, that can make money, that can have value, that can be extracted. but. But what if it's it's not so much the thing, but the process? And, you know, that's kind of a buzzword process. But um, what if instead it's it's more about um, the, uh, the word that I'm thinking of is from other people, uh, the conditions that, that are created that foster um, relationship and exchange of ideas and things, alternative exchanges friendships, relationships. And I, I mean, I have to admit, there's probably part of me, um, I just miss being able to connect with people. Um, but even before the pandemic, I'd say that our street wasn't the most connected place. Um, it could be, but wasn't. And so I do have desires post pandemic of like, you know, kumbaya around the fire. Um, but uh, anyways, that's, that's something. And that, yeah, so my thesis space is at this point, uh, doing design-led activism in my neighborhood. The methods that I'm interested in using are um, tools from my uh, friend Matt Wazinski, colleague Matt Wazinski's book, Design After Capitalism, which is coming out in 2022. I'm going to be working on some teaching tools with him this summer that I hope to use um, in the fall to um, do this work. I, I hope to use the uh, ethnography tools that I've learned this semester. So, um, observation, participant observation, and interviews with my neighbors as a way of kind of getting to know the space better and connecting people and ideas. And then I really want to use what I'm learning and hope to learn from cooperatives just about kind of like a way of being um, in facilitating meetings and my position 
and um, seeing everybody as an expert versus um, coming in as an expert, which is, I think, a huge challenge in design. We come in thinking we have some sort of license over others because of our degrees or because we know how to set typography, but um, we really, like if we were to really compare ourselves to the people we're designing for and measure um, knowledge and wisdom, I think we would find ourselves um, it maybe maybe uh, not at such a high seat. So definitely not at such a high seat. So the other thing I'm thinking about this week, and is maybe the focus of the rest of this discussion, is um, taking a course on decolonization and what that means. And been reading some interesting stuff, and I've kind of seen it. Like there's there's like the indigenous perspective of um, reclaiming land and um, and self-determination in particular like in places like the United States where land has been um, land and people were taken and um, places like Australia or even decolonization as it happens in South America and Africa with colonial powers coming in but then there's all the also just like post-colonization and post-colonialism that occurs now through corporations and through just the idea ideologies that are, are steeped within our culture um, but uh, in in that thought like we're we're discussing new ideas too like afrofuturism and looking at movies like Black Panther and um, I'm starting to think about those as like what type of activism is that how does it work as activism and then I want to compare in particular um, afrofuturism as a form of activism to um, something like Extinction Rebellion as a form of activism. And in my my like readings and, and pursuits of this literature, I found something called um, Black Ecologies, which is related to um, communities in the South, the United States, and, and Black communities around the, the world looking at as ecologies as connected spaces um, that have existed for a while and um, I like that word ecology and I, I'm you know as like a play on words like I, I can see myself like comparing ecologies to extinction so um, a lot of these folks from extinction rebellion are white they're talking about climate change and a lot of people in these black ecologies are like yeah, we've felt this for a really long time. You're only waking up and noticing it, and um, and it and it like, I guess I don't have any conclusions, but I'm I'm just curious, like, it, as a white person from a white habitus, how do I approach activism? Is it is it actually could it be harmful? Can it negate the work that I hope to do? But when I look at these groups that are that are talking about black ecologies or Afrofuturism, there's imagination and creativity and it's it's any it's not dystopic like like these Extinction Rebellion folks like running around with like big oil jugs on their heads and almost it's like a performance and um, it's all about shock value and um, and guilt and shame whereas um, where did I read it? I, I, I can't remember the exact link, but like Afrofuturism and Black Ecology is like about pride and community. And I'm not saying that I, I belong in that community, um, but I can see that uh, 
like, I don't know, that ex Extinction Rebellion, it, it, is it really about pride and community? And is it just about shaming people? Is it just about um, changing the system? Whereas like black ecologies and, and Afrofuturism is like, what if there's another system? And um, so I think that this all comes into play, like especially as I enter into my own neighborhood, what is my um, stance and posture? And is it about building belonging and connection, which is I think counter to capitalism and neoliberalism, which is all about individualism or am I coming in with a stance of like shaming my neighbors for not being cooperative or uh, for driving cars or whatever it is that they're doing that, that just doesn't meet the standards of somebody uh, in some activistic group. Um, and so I know that that's weird territory, um, but I, I'm trying to investigate that as much as I can before I dive in. Um, I really like the word radical in this situation. I think designers aren't very radical. We just jump in without really looking at the roots and looking at um, lineages and legacies and ecologies. And I think it's really important that we be more radical in the sense of like getting to the roots, discovering the ecology, and even thinking about the word ecology, that, that nothing exists individually. We're all existing as influencers on each other and influenced by each other. And to study that ecology, that, that connection and how to make better ecologies um, or even to even recognize ecologies, that's, that's an interesting question in pursuit. So that's where I am this week and I'm past my 10 minutes. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop here. But um, I guess for those of you who are designers and interested in social design and activism and innovation, what are what what's your stance how how what kind of paradigm are you coming in with are you leaning towards extinction rebellions way of like shock value or do you lean towards um maybe like the ways in which um those who are of the afrofuturist movement are working or black ecologies um, or even just indigenous um activism which you know it's so interesting like Within, within those movements, there, there's such a pride in, in the collective, in the community that's marginalized or historically undervested. Whereas like the Inst Extinction Rebellion, is, I don't get that sense that it's there. Um, it, it's, not a, it's not about like building belonging, it's about just destroying or, or shaming. So if you disagree, uh, yeah, please reach out. Um, or have some resources that you can share with me or, or discussion, let's, let's do it. Um, but I, I think I'll end there. Yeah, have a great week. Appreciate you listening.